What's up? Wahaha! Welcome to episode 65 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast. It's high energy. We have fun. <laughs> and more fun. <laughs> I had a guy at my church come up to me one time. Yeah. And uh, he goes, DJ, you use the word fun a lot. <laughs> and um, I think you should know I went to my concordance. And I looked it up, and the word fun is never in the Bible. <laughs> and I think that you should stop using that word. And I said, well, Willie, I went to my concordance, and I'll have you know, the word concordance was never found in the Bible either. You know what's also never found in the Bible? Trinity. Mm, wow, isn't that weird? We should maybe not believe that. Yeah, maybe, yeah, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because uh, no. if the English words right. has to be found in the Bible, we're all screwed. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. Just so you know, that was not the original language. Yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, so welcome to episode 65. Today, a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> we really sold them on this one, Kyle. They are ready for this one. It's a question that I am seeing. People are literally having philosophical debates. Yeah. And it kind of comes up and, and down. And the question is, are games worth it? Yep. As a youth worker, should you be playing games? Right. And that sounds like a silly question, but I, I've been doing youth ministry for 20 years. And I remember when I first started out, there was this debate on, man, I don't know if we should do games. Like, you should be ministering to parents or you should be right. uh, discipling. You're not here to babysit and and just ha and hang out. And then it kind of go, it went away for a little bit, and now it's kind of resurgence on this question on should you have games in your youth program? And I'm not talking about like free time. So when we say games, this is programmed games. This isn't like hangout time where you have a foosball or or ping pong or video games, and they just hang out and basically it's free time. I'm talking about structured games. Right. So growing up in your youth ministry, did you have games? Yes, most of the games that we played were like uh, like telephone where you kind of pass the word along in a whisper and then try to see if the person at the end can, you know, okay. whisper, line, or whatever. No supply games. Um, <laughs> yeah, we played a lot of those last-minute games. And, of course, like dodgeball, or yep. we didn't play a lot of... And then we had some screen games as well that were like uh, like riddle games that we'd play on PowerPoints that my youth pastor, who was in seminary at the time, his professor played them. And he'd be like, can you send me this? And then we would play it. Uh, so, Yeah, and I think nowadays with things like DownloadYouthMinistry.com, um, games are just so easy. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean because they're easy to buy or find or cheap, it doesn't mean the quality has increased. Although there are some really cool what's called screen games, as in you buy this and you play it on the screen. Yep. Um, that's really cool, but there's also some pretty cheesy ones Correct. on that. Um, but I, what's interesting is even though we have more access to games and good quality games, I'm seeing more and more youth ministries just kind of not doing it or like doing it half-heartedly to the point where it's like that telephone game, okay, that's good. Right. To the point where like it shouldn't really be played because it's that bad. Right. So we want to talk about are games worth it? And I'm pretty one-sided on this. I don't know where you fall online. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I'm pretty one-sided on it as well. I am. But here's, here's the thing. 
I need to address something, and there's this wrong belief that if you're playing games, then you're not discipling. Mm-hmm. Like this this concept that, oh, my youth group doesn't play games, and therefore we are more superior, spiritually speaking, to those who do. Right. And we're here, and we worship. We worship for 40 minutes, and we pray, and 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 they might not sound like that, right, right, but that's right, how right, I hear right, it, right, okay? Right. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's just one of these beliefs that games and discipleship are enemies. And, and, right. and, and I get it. Playing 40 minutes of games is probably not healthy, okay, right. yeah. if you only have an hour worth of that. But but games can be a very effective tool. And, and I just think this false narrative that games are the enemy of discipleship is what's hurting community and growth and all that. Because here's the thing. The groups who say we don't play games – uh, look, I have very limited supply, and I haven't done a study on this, but my limited experience and my limited view is that those aren't very gr- big or growing churches or youth groups. Sure, yeah. Um, they tend to be smaller, more like we get here, and they just study the Bible. for. They just want the Bible for an hour, and that's fine. That's awesome. That's great. But, man, there's that element of games that what we're going to get into of why it's needed. I feel like a lot of people in the church world, but in a lot of other worlds as well, view like like we have transition points that are obvious, like uh like prayer right. or a video. Right. Or and if you really want to if you want to be serious about transitions, every element of your night or your day or whatever is a transition element. Right. And like I think we overlook a lot of really simple things that can be used to still move students into a place where they're ready to get vulnerable or where they're ready to, you know, get into a season where they're ready to worship or things like that. Yeah. And and so uh, before we can kind of give some some clear things, because I'm pretty one sided, I think doing the right games really emphasizes and helps your overall youth ministry program. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm pretty one sided. I'm pro games in, okay. in this. Okay. Um, but games is not more important than discipleship. I don't think they're enemies either, but they're not more important. Right. Games shouldn't be or replace discipleship as in, okay, we're, uh, for three nights out of the week, we're going to have a game night. And then the last uh, Wednesday night of the month, we'll do a lesson. Right. Or we have 45 minutes of games and then a 10-minute lesson, and then we're done. That's I don't think that's healthy either in, in this. Um, and we want to do our best to put provide games in the appropriate manner and the appropriate amount. Um, but I do think some, particularly if you're struggling with complaining, if you're struggling with mm-hmm. um, uh, excitement, community, add some games into your programming. But here's the thing. A lot of youth workers don't do it because it's more work. Mm-hmm. It just bought, it, it takes more creativity. It takes a special kind of person to have some fun, outgoing kind of personality on the stage. Yep. And it requires more work, more money, some game supplies, mm-hmm. and everything else. So I think that's a big reason why people don't do it. Sure. In that. So uh, let's talk about what happens when there's no fun, when there is no games. Okay. What do you think? Usually, uh, some characteristics of that youth ministry, if like they never play games, um, I think there'll be um, a lower um, like invite ratio um, because it's hard to bring your friends to a place where like mm. a- answer this question, Kyle: Can someone who's not a Christian worship God? Right, they can't. I mean, they can sing, 
Right. But they don't have a relationship. And so why, it, it'd be hard to invite someone and not be intimidating. And I think whether kids can articulate that or not, there's a reality to this that students won't invite someone if they're, they're going to know they're going to put them in an awkward situation. Right. Um, so, like, I think, and there'll also probably with that then be less of a consistent student show up. Yeah. If, if you're doing game times at the beginning or you don't do any game time at the beginning and people are showing up later and later and later or they're not showing up at all, that's partly because, man, there's not that fun element. There's not that excitement. There's not that community building at the beginning of your program. And so um, I, I've seen it to where complaining increases and arrogance increases mm-hmm. because gaming, there's particularly if there's competitive gaming, it's not every week has to be competitive, but there's a winner and a loser. And so you can't get too arrogant right. <laughs> on that. And there's also this... Even the playing playing field when it comes to games, and so complaining. If you have a youth ministry that's full of complaining, it's it may be because they're not having fun, right? <laughs> in that. Oh yeah, I uh, um, the first thing I did at my last job when I got there is I created several cahoots that were DJ trivia. Okay, and it was awesome. It was one of the greatest things I, I, love I ever Kahoot. did. Cahoot is fun. It's you have it's to have expensive. someone running it, and it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like we did a, a DJ Kahoot for two, the first two weeks and it was just all trivia about me for them to get to know me better. Yeah. And it was awesome. It went really well. And then when I brought out a little more complex games or some screen games that where I wasn't kind of running trivia about me, there was then three weeks later after some of the, you know, like coolness has worn right. off, then there's new cool games. And it was yeah. another thing that just kind of kept the new, like, right. oh, there's new stuff going to be coming. Yeah. It was a great way to start out. So there's yeah. just a side that's tip. A good, that's I mean. a good idea. Um, so how much games should be included in your night? I would say about 15 to 20% of your night should be games. Yeah. No more than that. So typically with our flow at my last church, we did like, we had a meal that started at 6.30 and that okay. went from like 6.30 to 6.50. And then at 6.50, we started two screen games. And so typically yeah. there was like a, like a, a room, a, a group compete game. So it wasn't, there wasn't a winner or a loser. It was right. just like a four corners game or something fun. Mixer. And the, yeah, a mixer game. And then we had one competitive game. Um, sometimes it was trivia based. Sometimes it was like a, you know, just different types of games like that. It was always led. Um, and then we did like from there announcements and then, so that typically took 10, 12, 15 minutes of okay. the night to do those couple games. Yeah. Um, and, and so I like games at the beginning simply because it kind of breaks ice and all that. However, um, there's some that are games just before the lesson or breaks up the night. And I haven't seen a lot at the end of the night, but I have seen a few in this. So before we kind of give you some reasons why it's important to have games in your youth ministry, um, we do need to kind of say free time is not necessarily the game time we're talking about. Correct. So you have ping pong, foosball, uh, maybe nine a, square, nine square, hole, right? Spike ball. Those yeah. are fun and it's great. Um, and here's the thing: it really succeeds in a certain personality of a student. Correct. Okay. More outgoing students, they thrive and, and all that. Like I love nine square because it's 15 second games and nine people can play at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That might work uh, for a few weeks, but for four years straight, every single week, that kind of gets old pretty quickly Mm -hmm. in this. Here's the other thing. Students will start to gravitate towards their friend group, and cliques are formed when you just do nothing but free time. Yep. So if you don't – if you, uh, like, plan or strategize game time, that 
forces clicks to kind of adjust, particularly if you mix up teams in, in this. All right. Yep. So free time is not game time, although free time is an important aspect of yep. the, the ministry. But that's a whole nother podcast uh, on this. Okay. So when we say game time, it is structured. So what's reason number one on why you should have games in your youth ministry, DJ? So it's a great icebreaker. Um, so like jumping right into worship or a message is is really awkward. And there have been times where we have to do that. Or sometimes yeah. something goes wrong or someone, the game person wasn't there, the computer crashes, and you've just got to jump. Right. And it's Or awkward. you know you have a long lesson and you have to get to it. Right. It's, it's awkward, though. It's hard. It's a hard transition. And like I said a little bit ago, I think that there's a lot of things that we overlook that are really great like icebreakers or that set you up for, you know, that vulnerable moment or something. Um, I think comedy is one we overlook all the time and that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a great icebreaker. So having a game at the beginning, even if it's just five to 10 minutes, um, it creates a great space for people to feel welcomed. It lowers people's guards and helps them transition from the world into the church. It's something that both Christians and non-Christians can participate in. Um, it's a great chance for you to kind of work the room too. So if you are someone that you, that someone in your group is doing the games, I've before said like, okay, I need someone from like we, so my last church, we had 10 schools feed into our youth ministry. I said, I need someone from school A and school B. Right. And then we'd say like, okay, introduce yourself, you know, things like that. And we would cross these schools naturally all the time. Yeah. They, they, you're providing an environment where they're interacting with students who normally wouldn't be interacting with. Correct. Um, so it's an easy icebreaker. And here's the thing. When you break the ice and then you challenge them to go a little bit deeper, think differently, or it, you know, stand up and worship, um, it's a little bit easier than kind of this forced intimacy. Okay, everyone stand up and raise your hands during worship. Like you, it's, it's pretty forced in that, and games break that ice. The second reason why you should have games in your youth ministry is it creates shared experiences. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want people or students to stay and make them feel that they have friends and all that, you can't force a friendship. Man, our job would be so much easier as youth workers if we can create friendship for teenagers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We totally can, but we can't. However, we can create the environment that uh, sets up the best probability of friendships to do that. Mm -hmm. And laughter and fun is a very first way for first impression or first level yeah. um, of building friendships and shared experiences. Basically, when we play games, we all enter on the same level, and it's all kind of accepting acquaintances, and then we are forced on a team, and then we either win or lose or hit something fun or it kind of gets out of the comfort zone, and we have a shared experience. Even if that might be a negative shared experience because our team was so bad right. in that, it's still something you share with. And so you now have that, and maybe you could reference that a little bit later on throughout the week or the next week and all that. So fun and embarrassing stories, it starts off, remember that time when you know, or we lost so badly, or remember the time you cheated? I didn't cheat. Yes, you did. Like, right. you now oh, have yeah. a shared experience, and you can you can kind of build on that, and it kind of breaks up the clicks. It's not, it might be a temporary breakup, right? <laughs> not a permanent one, right? But at least you have clicks, because I know I have clicks that have like, you know, freshman girls um, and sophomore girls, they do not intermix, yep. all right, and that. But then I have a game that says, okay, guys versus girls, 
holy cow, are there everyone on board and talking and all that because I've created a new group and dynamic and now all they're interacting, but they never would have done that before. Yep. So that just kind of breaks down barriers because you have a shared experience. Right. Uh, reason number three is it builds first level community. So how many times have you talked to a student um, who stopped coming and they use the phrase or like, it wasn't that fun anymore or no one I knew is going anymore. All my friends graduated, things uh, like yeah. that. It's, it's really like, it's a hard thing to hear, but when you implement some really good games, you create what we call like first level community as in the most basic and simple community. So throwing a bunch of people um, or new people on the same team for a game is painfully awkward, <laughs> yeah. but within the first few minutes, Sounds weird to say, but people are yelling and cheating and all of these <laughs> things. There's this level of competition. Um, it helps students meet new students in a safe and, and um, in a safe and acceptable way. Uh, and here's the thing: people will bond over laughter a lot faster than small talk. Yeah, is just the reality. When you force people to live an awkward life and an awkward moment, it'll right. bond people really, really, really quick. Right. I've heard people tell stories with people they have met like one time about like, dude, remember when we were standing in Walmart? And I mean, how many friendships do you have that started over a really awkward moment? Or yeah. something you saw that was awkward together and right. then you just had that <laughs> right. bond. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have these looks, particularly if they're other youth workers and I'm at a conference or whatnot, and the speaker says something totally weird yep. and you look over to the youth pastor and they're like, mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we know, like, we can talk. Oh, can yeah. Share, For sure. you know, a thought process without even saying anything. And so that's what this does. It's, it's that first level. Second level is, you know, sharing of your thoughts or feelings. And third level is, is a mission trip or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So that's kind of where we're going of first level community mm -hmm. reason number four it's one of the first it's one of the few things and dj mentioned this that non-christians can participate in all right so think about this okay break it down okay throughout your whole week free time students can participate somewhat but if you're a new person and if you're a non-christian you don't know what's kind of acceptable in the games most new people don't jump right in and it's the life of the of the party or the life of the room if they're new they they usually sit at a table and sit off the side watching what's going on before they jump in so free time they don't really experience but game time everyone's equal everyone's on an equal playing field they can participate worship they don't have a relationship with God so they can sing but doesn't necessarily worship. Sermons, it's not really their target audience unless they're the gospel message yeah. in that. But when you're talking about discipleship or spiritual growth, they can hear it, but they don't necessarily trust it or get on board with that. Yeah. So games is one of the first or the only thing that non-Christians can participate throughout the whole night, and it makes it easier for them to feel part of the group before they become or step over that faith boundary. Yeah. Um, the last one is build on your message. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a great one. When you like have a game that sets up your message or you reference the game in your message as one of your like main points, I think you've hit a home run. Like you've successfully programmed a whole night that just fits really well together. I think we see this idea often in like worship, um, with songs, we pick songs that kind of fit the message that we're trying to get across, but we don't really think about it in any other aspects of programming. Like we don't yeah. think about it in Sunday yeah. school or in, you know, in small groups or in, like, we only think about it in terms like, let's program the songs then the rest will kind of magically all take care of itself. Right. Yeah. Like, or we use prayer as a transition. <laughs> That's probably the only other program. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so it's another way for your person to hear, reinforce your message, but this time make it an experience that really, you know, some people are hands-on understanders. That's just how they learn. 
Um, and so it makes the application um, even deeper. So, um, you know, you can sometimes force things with this, though, and it can come across as really cheesy or inauthentic. Yeah, y- you know of a game where, like, um, <laughs> you play a game and you just change the title. It's another game. Like, we're going to play tag, but this time it's going to be evangelize. And when you, ta- <laughs> when you tag someone, I mean evangelize with someone, they're frozen until the Spirit of the Lord can come upon them, and then they can move again. Like, it's just freeze tag. That's all that is. <laughs> Right. So, so you've got, Kyle, you've got kind of an illustration that kind of walks through this. Yeah. So, DJ, do you like breakfast food? <laughs> do I like breakfast food? Come on. Do you, how do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Is it serious? Yeah, I like them scrambled. Okay, good. Because I like them scrambled, but very few people say scrambled. Yeah, it's the immature way to eat eggs is what <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Um, I'll say, so have you eaten eggs with no seasoning, no salt, no pepper on them before? I think just to like taste test the quality, right. but I don't. Do eggs have much flavor by itself? No, no. So eggs that are salted or peppered are way better. Way flavor, better. Right? Way better. Okay, it's almost like standard. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> eggs are kind of like this this program. So eggs that are perfectly salted and seasoned are a whole new experience and eggs that are not. So games are the seasoning of your youth ministry. Mm. It doesn't matter um, how the eggs are prepared. It could be over easy, could be scrambled, whatnot, but you know, man, this doesn't taste right or there's not much flavor to this. There's not much excitement or fun, but man, when you add that, then it's a whole new experience. And so that's kind of where this is. And you could be any food uh, where there's just eggs, but, Games are the seasoning of your your kind of programming. Mm-hmm. And if you're di- diligent and you're faithful in how you prepare your message and how you pray through it and how do you study and whatnot, and you want the, the students to get an impact from God, and you do that with your worship leaders and you do all this, and you, you want your message to be easier to digest, maybe adding a game could help with that digestion because it adds flavor and it adds experience to the overall experience of your night. And so that's where games are. So games are not the thing why we're getting together, but it is a thing that could add to everything else. Message, worship, could build community, shared experiences, build friendships, and hopefully then build your ministry. Yeah. So maybe you're sitting here and you're like wondering like, oh my goodness, I haven't been doing games. Or maybe you are just the type of person that just doesn't like do well with games. Maybe you don't know, like it's not, it your might not st- be the personality. Yeah. Not, not your strength or whatever. You may be wondering like, what am I going to do? Uh, we would like to present to you a resource that is called download youth ministry. I think it's probably download youth ministry.com. Yes. Download youth It's not the best site is the, the site, site. Yeah. to go to. Yeah, there are tons of games, seasonal games, timely games, like pop culture. I mean, and it's all affordable because it's by youth pastors for youth, for youth pastors, pastors right. or youth workers. Yeah, so we've said it before. We'll say it again. Cracker Barrel sponsor us and or download Youth Ministry. Right. We will also accept that sponsorship, I guess. Um, but there are tons of games. Highly recommend it. Uh, like I like when I first was getting into download Youth Ministry, I was like, do I? Is it worth the goal? Like the top. You know, is it worth It's like, obviously it's worth it. Yes. The, the gold tier of that yearly membership is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. There are tons of games. We use them every week. They're not just all screen games of the same type of game. I mean, there's just, it's a massive bank of games. So right. curriculum, all types of things It can save you a lot of time. So, I mean, you get $20 free every month of purchasing games if you get that gold tier. Right. 
Um, so, and you know, if, if maybe that's not for you or you're still not that personality, find a volunteer, find someone who can literally, if you find someone who doesn't, maybe doesn't, isn't a good fit for some other things, but would be really good with games, just have them do games. Yeah. Find someone who can do that for you. You don't have to be the game leader just because you're the lead youth worker. Correct. So, uh, yeah. So (laughs) Kyle, what's your favorite board game? Ooh, uh, I'm a classic. I, I I probably have over. 150 different board games in my house. So I am, oh, I'm definitely a nerd. Uh, Video games, board games, esports. The classic is Catan, Settlers of Catan, uh, on that, just because I have every expansion. I played the Seafarers one for the first time the other day with Hanson Kyle. Oh, nice. And it was fun. Good. (laughs) We played, it was a very long game. Oh, yeah. It's a commitment. I, I, when I do games, like my average game is about two hours. Wow. I'm the strategy guy and, and really enjoy that. But my wife loves the fun one. Apples to apples. Of course. Um, the, the most recent one is uh, Cards Christian Like. Love that game. It, it's like apples to apples, but it's all a bunch of Christian stuff. And it. Love that game. It rips the, the Christian community. It, it, it's, it's super so fun. Funny. And especially if you grew up in the church, there's all kinds of stuff. Highly like, like that. So Cards fun. Christian's Like. Yep. Highly recommend. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. And thanks for making it to the end of the episode. And, yeah, thanks for making it. And uh, thanks for being our friend. We will see you next time. Bye.